Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up? It's Ocean. What's up? It's your man, Crucial. Make sure you guys check out our new single on September 18th, Do What I Want. It's going to be available on all platforms. Make sure you check it out. Download it. Share it. Dance. Have a good time. And make sure you check us out on Cherry's World Podcast Live. Watch the full interview now with Pins Deep on the official Cherry Johnson YouTube page. Cherry's World is brought to you by Less Is More Events. Get live. Welcome to Cherry's World. Welcome to Cherry's World. Today we've got a man on the show that I am actually a real big fan of. He has been on shows from The Cosby Show to Girlfriends, and he's now doing a show called Queen Sugar. But today, Mr. Dondre Whitfield is on the show to talk to us about his book, Male vs. Man. You know what, come to think about it, he's probably the reason why I dated a guy named Robert. This is Cherry's World. Making Memories Sales Series. It's a sale that allows families and people in our communities in any city, state, or showtime to attend a series of events at a lower price than most, such as like the Trolls Live, Disney on Ice, the Universal Soul Circus, concerts, sports, and more. Contact Less Is More Events at 202-930-930. 3533. Again, that's 202-930-3533. Visit the website, get They're on social media, Facebook, IG, Twitter, less is more events. Get out and lime. If you're listening to Cherry's World Podcast on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, please give us a five star. Let us know what you think. Leave us a review. I want to hear from you. Thank you. Would you like to advertise on Cherry's World and have your product placed on Cherry's social media for the world to see? Email us now at cherriesworldpodcast at gmail.com for low introductory rates. Cherry's World Podcast. Get heard. Welcome to Cherry's World. I am happy to show you guys the best thing to come out of 2020. It's called the Stress Phone. It's a cool new stress reliever with a digital link to the emotional healing box. You can get yours today at stressphone.com. And by the way, the Stress Phone is a black owned business. Already given your intro, <laughs> so, <laughs> right into it. Dodger, this is and Courtney. Hey, how you doing, Dodger? Hey, Courtney, what's going on, my brother? What's going on? <laughs> Andre, thank a you. lot of inside, for those of you watching right now, there's a lot of inside jokes going on right now that we can't really touch on. Yeah, I'm the ass of the joke. If you, if anybody... <laughs> <laughs> At least you caught it. <laughs> Andre, thank you so much for joining us today. Of course. Of We're course. here to talk about your book, Mel vs. Yes. Man. Yes. yes. Give us a little. Well, you know, there's so, there's a lot of, um, I mean, everything about uh, the book is really just in terms of uh, me having the kind of life experience that that I had in, um, you know, being on, you know, um, growing up in an environment like Brooklyn, um, growing up on in a, which felt like uh, growing up on this iconic show called, you know, The Cosby Show. 
um, and, you know, having your life be inside this bubble um, where people, you know, I got, I got famous before I got fortune. And, th and that was difficult to deal with, you know, where you don't, you don't have the ability to be able to hide and everybody knows who you are. Thursday nights at eight o'clock, you know, people were watching, you know, who they, they know who you are. And so I'm on the train in New York and people are like, ain't you the dude on the Cosby show? <laughs> and I'm like, mm, yeah. And they're like, why are you on the train? Like, because you don't become a millionaire overnight. So, you know, all of those experiences and having my father who, you know, was in and out of jail for most of my adolescence and not getting um, the, uh, the messaging that, that I needed fully uh, as, a, uh, as a man or matriculating into manhood, you know, all of those things went into uh, me needing to write this book, um, not just for my younger self, but in um, reconciling with my father, you know, mm. and realizing that, wow, you know what, my father could have become a great man had he had great information and great instruction, but he never had that. So what was the information that my father needed for him to become a great man? And maybe I should write a playbook for that. And so in me writing this book, it became a playbook for manhood that if my father had, he would have become a great man at a much earlier age than, you know, in his seventies after finding, you know, some direction in Islam, you know, and, you know, what if, you know, God calls me home sooner than I anticipate, I have an 11 year old son. Right now, I am his, uh, I am the, the, the drill instructor for his manhood. But if I get called home sooner than anticipated, how does my son matric matriculate into his manhood without the benefit of my everyday messaging? What's inside that book? Um, and so I realized that many of uh, our brothers, many of our black males would come to their space of manhood if they had the proper information and instruction. Many of them are missing that. So that, that really was the, uh, that served as the launch pad, uh, the, you know, the intention behind uh, me writing Male Versus Man. That's beautiful. So many of our men needed, I done dated so many of the, the men. They grew up without their dads who just, they ain't got it yet. So, and, they, and, and, and many of them never get it. Many of them never get it. And unfortunately, many of them, you know, look, you know, like me and Courtney, if, you know, if you look at us on face value, you know, we look like men, right? So you take for granted because we got facial hair and, you know, pecs, you know, and, you know, might be wearing the accoutrements of accomplishment, right? He might be, ha might have a nice car or any of those things. You might mistake him to be a man because he's wearing the uniform of a man, but he may be stuck in the mental capacity of a boy and you have no idea. So the, the, you know, in male versus man, one of the things that I talk about is that males um, look to be served while men look to be of service. Ooh. So there is a huge difference between being a male and being a man. If you call me a male, you're going to have a fight on your hands because I am not, that's like that, like, let's put it this way. A male is like the base model of a car, right? So the car could have the same uh, paint job, right? Could have the same like rims. But if you open up the hood and you look in there, the base model of a car is not going to have the same engine as the upper echelon model. V6. You feel me? So he, he got V6 and then, the, you know, the, the, the man version, that's a V12. There's a whole lot more under that hood than just that base model vehicle. That's what many of our, now look, you talk about how you dated many of those, right? You saw okay. me. Oh, so, <laughs> so, so the reason why this book is so important, it's not just for our brothers. 
is for our sisters too. Because our sisters have to be taught what they should be looking for. Absolutely. You know, as I, opposed to what they have seen for years. Courtney, let me just tell you, the last time I saw Dondre, he plays basketball, right? Oh, and gosh. I was in the hood with somebody who I probably shouldn't have been with. And I kind of got this, he looked back as he was changing the shoes, like, what are you doing in here? And what are you doing with him? And it was, I was to that point in the relationship where I had asked myself, am I okay with living like this forever? And my answer was no. 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 And then I go to the gym and I see my brother and he looks at me like, go home. What? <laughs> and he asked me, are you okay? You got a way to go home? And I said, yeah. So not only is he a good man, but he watched me get in my car to make sure that I was going to get out of there safely and okay. Like he is just really a sweetheart. And for That's that, I appreciate you. Dodger, were I you just, you know, in, in her being with, with, with whoever that guy was, were you like, did you feel like the need to be like, like, cause like as men, when do we tell women, nah, I don't want you with him, like period. Or, or is that overstepping what we supposed to do? You know, it's so, we didn't have the kind of relationship where I could say, okay, look, yeah. right? But me asking the question was me sending the signal, okay, I, I, need you to, I need you to give this some thought. Right. Yeah. And by I need you to give this some thought, I mean, I need you to stop. Right. And there's a certain kind of when you see, you know, Courtney, like it's like, look, you see a brother and, and, you know, you sit there for like you sit there for two minutes and then you go, yeah, nah. Yeah, nope. nah. <laughs> right. And and because we have that, we can identify each other. I immediately knew this was not going to be good for my sister. Right. And so for me as a man. One of the things that I talk about in male versus man is that every man is supposed to be the walking tree of his family and his community. What does a tree do? A tree provides cover, right? Trees were the original shelter of the earth. Before we had homes, we had trees. If you, if you didn't get under the tree, the tree was the thing that allowed you to be shielded from the harmful elements of the world, right? What else do trees do? Trees provide food, right? In the form of fruit. So as a man, I know not, not only feed my family physically, but I feed my family mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. What else do trees do? Trees provide us with oxygen, even when we give it poison in the form of carbon dioxide. Trees give us back oxygen so that we can breathe better. So in the forms of all the things that I give my family or that I give those that I provide covering for, I give them a way to uh, breathe better in the environment that they're in so that they have more knowledge, they have more uh, awareness, they have more understanding. And what I was trying to give to her during that time was a level of awareness, which was say, hey, um, you all right? Like, <laughs> you all right? I caught it quickly too. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and so that's our assignment as men. And it wasn't the first time he caught me. Before that, he had caught me prior. In fact, I'll just throw the name out there. He caught me at Stevie's on the Strip on Ventura Boulevard with Shaheen Franklin, sitting at the bar. And he was across the restaurant. Hilarious. Not even, I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> I can't even believe. I can't. See, this is why I always say that as a man, we have to remember that we never know who's watching us. Yeah, I hear that. Right? Somebody, we're modeling something that someone is going to mirror. And uh, in this case, our sisters are always getting something from us that they need but we never, we never really truly fully know that they have a full appreciation 
for what we're trying to do for them. So hearing this, like I get emotional hearing it because sometimes as men, we talk ourselves out of doing what we are assigned to do because we're going, am I overstepping my bounds? Is she going to receive this the right way? I'm now in a space in my own manhood where I'm like, look, I don't care if my sister really receives this the way she needs to receive it or not. She could cuss me out if she wants to, mm-hmm. but I, I have a bigger, I have a bigger assignment than, you know, She's feeling not- like you're going to receive it the right way. With a clear strut, talking about what you doing at the bar? You, you on a date? You eating? What you doing here? <laughs> I gave him a big old hug and was like, hi, I'm leaving. It's hilarious. Like, were you like, I, it really does. That really does get me emotional because I, I remember these moments. They Do seem you? like, oh. yeah, they seem like nothing moments. No. In the, in, 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 at that time, right? Um, in my mind, it felt like a nothing moment to you. Oh, no. And so it almost talked me out of doing my assignment because I kept going, is she really even gonna, is this really even gonna matter to her? But in the moment, it may not matter as much, but later on, it will have a bigger impact. So our assignment as men is to say, okay, what would God otherwise have me do in this moment? So I'm not worried about being cussed out by my sister. I'm not worried about her fully appreciating what she gets out of this moment right now. What I have to do is I have to make sure that I honor the assignment that God has me on. This is Cherry's World. All right, let's take some time out to talk about one of our new sponsors this week. Do you know anyone with less than perfect credit and looking to make an additional income working from home? then you need to talk to Herschel Miller. In less than five minutes, learn how to change your financial future forever. You can reach Herschel direct at 480-453-9345 or by email at teamdestiny623 at gmail.com. Follow Herschel on Instagram at Mr. H. Miller and use the promo code CHERRY. Get ready to change your financial future forever. Period. Courtney, do you know who he's married to? I just Googled it, and yes. (laughs) (laughs) Ellie Richardson Whitfield, right? Yes. (laughs) The baddest woman in Hollywood, hands down. Like, I'm sorry to put it like that, but... Every man in the world got a crush on her. I got a crush on her. I love them separately, but I love them even more together. And you guys have been together for so long. For me, you guys are that inspiration black love couple. I love that because, again, you know, this is one of the things that we both are very intentional about um, because we want folks to know that you can, you know, it seems like, for some reason, people in our industry are changing partners like they're changing socks. Yes. And I do something, so I'm about to lie, okay? So I'm about to tell on myself. So I do something that I, I really want folks to try to do um, in their marriages, particularly when they feel like there isn't a spark. I redate my wife all the time. So just the other night, we went to um, um, uh, Gracias Madre. And, uh, but before we went there, I said to her, I said, hey, um, we're going out to dinner tomorrow. And she said, but I have, st-, I said, change it. We're going out to dinner tomorrow. And it was one of those things that I would do when we were dating, where I wouldn't give her an option for an out, right? 
Now, some people will go, well, how you know she wanted to do that? I know she wanted to do that, but she just, she needed me to initiate it. And she needed to feel like she mattered enough for me to make a plan for us about her. Her feeling that I, that I was attending to her needs without her saying anything. So without a verbal cue, right? And not giving her an option for the out. Now, the reason why that's so important for our story is because it's exactly the way we began our story. Yeah, we, we all want to know that. How you bad? <laughs> So when my wife and I first got to, so first of all, when I first saw her on the screen, I was like, okay, if I ever get time with her, uh, yeah, something is going to happen. So, so, so I was doing a show called Between Brothers and uh, myself, Kadeem Hardison, Tommy Davidson, uh, my boy, uh, Kelly Ripa. I mean, it's Kelly Ripa, (laughs) Kelly Perrine. I worked with Kelly Ripa on, all my children. Anyway, that's another story. Okay, so we're on uh, Between Brothers, and um, the producers come to me and they say, "Hey, um, we're you know my character was like the playboy uh, type on the show, and so that episode was about having some woman come on to, to like play the player." So they said, "Do you have anybody that you know that you have in mind?" So I gave them a short list of of actresses that I thought would be good in the role because I said she has to be super attractive. And she has to be smart because James, the character I was playing, was smart, you know, and so it couldn't be just a woman who, you know, who was good looking. She had to be smart enough to be able to, to, to play the player. So at the top of the list was Sally's name. And I said, you guys are going to probably have a tough time getting her because she's doing a lot of movies and she's busy and so on so, and so forth. And so I left, didn't think anything of it. Next day we come in, producers go, okay, so... Um, so she's here, and uh, and I was like, who 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 is she? And they're like, Sally. You said you. Were, I was like, Sally's here. And they were like, Yeah. I was like, I'll, I'll be right back. So I go up to my dressing room, and I throw on some smell good, like my my grandmother called it. She she called it smell good. <laughs> so throw me on some smell good. Come back downstairs. It's like, hey, I said, hey. Good to meet you. Good to meet you. This is this is gonna be great. This is gonna be great. Our first scene is in bed together. I was like, really? Thank you. Thank thank you, Lord. I knew you loved me. And so I'm like, this is like shooting fish in a barrel, right? And so so all morning we're in bed. And then lunch comes. And I so I said to her, I said, Hey, um, what you what you doing for lunch? And she was like, nothing. I was like, no. I was like, you're doing something. I said, you're going to lunch with me. And so she like steps back and she's like, how you know I want to go to lunch with you? I was like, stop playing. You're trying to act like you don't want to go to lunch with me. Of course you want to go to lunch with me. So she sat there and said, now look, if you don't want to go to lunch tomorrow, that's fine. But tonight or today, you're going to lunch with me. So she sat there for a second and she thought about it. She's like, you know, my wife is from the South Side of Chicago. So, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't, I'm from the hood too in Brooklyn. So it's kind of like same things, different regions. You kind of got to step to people a certain kind of way, particularly a woman from that, you got to step. If it being in the middle of being shy is like not stepping at all. So you either go all the way or you don't, right? (laughs) So she thought about it for a second and she was like, okay. Being able to keep her laughing, being able to, to keep her, her, you know, her, her uh, uh, having, you know, some great stimulating conversation and talking about, you know, you know, the, the, uh, the, the dichotomy of my, my upbringing, which was my father was in and out of jail from my adolescence and fighting every day. And, 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 and then now being in this environment where, you know, I'm this, you know, playing, you know, some wholesome dudes or some, you know, harmless dudes on television, like on the Cosby show, you know, playing Robert was one of the greatest roles I've, I've ever played in my life. Because, you know, this kid was from the suburbs and had great sweaters. I own one sweater. I was from the hood. Right. Oh. So, you know, so her hearing all of that and, 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 and getting 
you know, all of that and that big mixture was the thing that like made for such a great first date, which is really what it turned out to be. And that went from that day to us being together for 23 years. Salute. Congratulations. Yeah, it's been great. It's been great. Uh, let me ask you this. Um, I see that you do your Instagram series where you interview a lot of people. And speaking on manhood, yeah. uh, you interviewed Will Smith, but you interviewed him before the entanglement thing. Yes. Uh, since then, he's kind of become a meme of, of the way he handled that and everything. Mm -hmm. How would, giving you an example from your book, how would us men, because we always hear about the women have to deal with the entanglements. Right. How do how how would you think us men need to handle that? You know, it's so it's so wow, man. You know, it's so interesting. I I learned um I learned a lot from that situation because um and I pride myself and I think that this is when a when a man is really in the pocket of his manhood, it really comes as a function of him being in a perpetual state of learning. Mm -hmm. We don't ever have it all together. The minute that you think that you do is the minute that you're being set up for a great fall. Um, every day, I end my day in a quiet part of my, my house, sitting still and going over the tape of my day and examining my behavior. The first thing I do is I affirm myself and say, okay, hey, you did this, this was, you did that well, yeah, let's do that again tomorrow. Then I do the hard work, what I call the, the spiritual push-ups, which is examining the part of my day that I did not show up the way I should have showed up. Because what I need to do is I need to make certain that I don't show up that way again. So the version of Dondre that you speak to today is not the version that you speak to tomorrow. Going back to the, the Will and Jada situation, in watching the way Will mindfully walked in that, my wife said to me one day, she said, you know, I always felt like, you know, if you know you cheated on me or you did this or you did that, that you know, I'd be done and I'd walk away, but you know, I love you more than that. I would be hurt, I would be devastated, but we we gonna we just gonna have to work this out. Yeah. And in the space that we're in, we always have, you know, I always have levity. I was like, so does that mean is this a pass? Are you what does that mean? <laughs> no. She was like, no. I was like, I just want to do and so you know we we laugh, we hysterically just let her know that she got out there that will beat yes. everybody up in the situation. Yeah. <laughs> you see some, we're sending you home. <laughs> yes, not you know what I, but you know what? Now watch this. Here's what I also notice. I also noticed that um the cheating part, and I have cheated in my life. This was actually one of the ways that I got to the male versus man part. I was dating a woman that I thought I was going to marry. And I cheated on her. And contrary to popular belief, our sisters think that when we cheat, that it doesn't affect us. And that's not true. If, you're, if you cheat on a woman that you actually love, it will devastate you because God created us to be the fix-it man. We're the fix-it man of the earth. We're supposed to have the answers. We're supposed to have the direction. We're supposed to know what to do next. We're supposed to know how to walk it out. When we cheat and we create devastation around, around us, like with the woman that we're parted with, it's devastating to us because we didn't know how to avoid those pitfalls. The first question I asked myself was, why did you do that? 
because in my heart, I didn't want to do that to her. I thought it was the woman that I was going to marry. I had no idea why I did that other than, of course, my flesh, right? But my intention was not to do what I did. So I started looking at my life. And I came back to this very seminal moment between me and my father. At six years old, my father kidnapped me from my mother. And that was a very devastating experience. But in healing through all of that, and my mother finally, you know, my, my father started showing some signs that he was, you know, trying to be more responsible and everything. So we go out and this is like, I'm 12 years old and we're sitting in the car. My father was a street hustler. And so we're in this car, everybody's looking at me with his pops and so on and so, so forth. And my father says to me, he says, I love your mother and I would do anything for her. For a child, that's the best thing that a child could ever hear, how his parents love each other and how they would do anything for each other. But in the next moment, my father put down the window and he catcalled out to a woman, whistled at her. And while he didn't say it, the messaging that I got from that was, you can love one woman and lust after many. And that moment began my trajectory as a cheater. When I found that moment, I said, wow, there it is. And this goes back to what I was talking about in terms of men who are supposed to model behavior that they want mirrored. My father was modeling behavior to me that I ultimately mirrored. I would not have been able to break that cycle had I not come to a level of consciousness about it. If I couldn't put my finger on that moment, I never would have been able to get to the other side of it. So we are devastated when we do it because we want to show up as the hero. I'm writing a, a book right now, my second book, a relationship book um, entitled the, the Hero and the Herd. Every man needs to feel like the hero of his house. Every woman needs to feel heard. Yes. When a woman doesn't feel heard in her house, you are in trouble. When a man doesn't feel like the hero of his house, you are in trouble. Yes. You know what? For the first time in my life, I honestly, I was about to stop you and be like, wait a minute. You was devastated because you cheated. Is it because you got caught? Because I'm not woman. You know what I'm saying? But I, I actually felt bad for you. Yes. But because I was that you were able to pinpoint where it came from. Yes, because I, I not only... I didn't just cheat on her. I cheated on me. Mm -hmm. I was cheating on the fact that, uh, so I compromised my own integrity. Uh, now, most of our sisters are going, you know, so what? That dehumanizes you. It's one thing for America to dehumanize you based on your hue. Right. based on our color. But it's another thing for you to dehumanize yourself. So when a sister gives herself freely to a bunch of men, you know, and is promiscuous, she's dehumanizing herself, right? When a, when a brother does the same thing in terms of compromising his integrity, compromising who he is as a man, and it has nothing to do with our anatomy. Our anatomy speaks to us being male. Our integrity speaks to us being male. So when I do that, I'm, I'm dehumanizing myself. And I will never forget how terrible it made me feel for her to not have that gleam in her eye about me anymore. Wow. But everything happens for a reason because it no question who you are today. Well, that that like, you know, when I joked with my wife about does that mean you know you giving me a hall back? Like, that's not what I'm interested in now. Like, you know, so my wife and I, dang, I'm telling a lot of stuff in here. So, <laughs> um, we have a three day rule in my in, in my house. 
every three days, it goes down. I was like, what's a three-day rule? Okay. Every three days, it goes down. The reason why we have that rule in place is because it speaks to um, intimate connection. Can I ask you a question about that? Yes. Because yep. I'm married too. If you, yeah. Doesn't that almost sound like a job though? All right, Wednesday, I got to I gotta have sex. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is a great question, Courtney. Okay. So when I introduced this to my wife okay. and said that I think that this is what we should do, because the first question I asked was, I said, how many times a week do you think is a fair number for us to be able to be physically intimate with each other? And she was like, I said, is one too much? And she was like, no, I was like, do you think two is too much? And she was like, no, I was like, so that sounds fair, right? Yeah, I was like, okay. So roughly that averages out to about three days a week. Right? Um, uh, so, so uh, excuse me, three, uh, so every three days you do it, you do that twice. If there's seven days in the week, you're doing it twice a week, right? So I said, okay, I think we should, why don't we give that a try? I said, now, I know that at times you will feel like, uh, okay, that's work. I said, but that's when we, when you first begin, when you're in the middle of it, does it feel like work then? And she's like, no. I said, are you having a good time? <laughs> she's like, yes. I said, do you feel good? She's like, well, of course. I'm like, and it doesn't matter how we got it, just as long as it doesn't matter difference, right? <laughs> so I said, think about all the things that I do around here that is actually work, that no matter what I do, I can't change the fact that it's horrible. Taking out the garbage is not something that I'm ever going to enjoy at all. <laughs> but you got to do but it. But it has to be done. Right. Now, I have to take out the garbage because if I don't, then you'll be like, um, Negro, what are you doing? And what I, is cert I'm certainly not doing that. Like, so who's going to, so what do we, so we're all doing something. And by the way, Courtney, marriage is a job. It is. It's a business partnership, as I'd like to Marriage is a job. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So, if marriage we know is a, now you can either have a great job or you could be on a job that you want to quit. Right. <laughs> and if you got a three day rule, you will probably want to stay on that job. That's true. What happens after, if, you, if you don't make that, if, if y'all, if something, if y'all end up skipping that three day, what happens? No beef. Cause that's usually a mutual thing anyway. Okay. Right. So if one of us sends a signal like, you know, so and now here's the thing. Here's what's so interesting. The more you do, the more you actually want to do. So it's kind of a way to kind of rev up the engines. Mm -hmm. Right. It's kind of like your uh, your metabolism. Right. Yeah. Right. So. The more that you eat, your metabolism is revving, the more your metabolism starts revving up, right? So there are times where, you know, my wife will like send me a text message and be like, all right, look, so tonight, me and you, like, and, and I'm not, that's not even me. I'm not even saying that. She's sending that to me and I'm like, word, let's get it, all right? So Courtney is taking notes. Courtney, yeah, man. report back next week. <laughs> I mean, Dondre won't be here, but we can always DM. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, man, it works. And and if you know if there's any resist resistance at all from your queen, just let her know that. Like, look. So watch this. 
our, a part of our assignment. Let me explain it to you this way. Every, every time I speak to a room full of sisters, and that's often, yeah. I go, when your man, before he became your husband, when he thought about proposing to you, and he said, you know, hey, will you marry me? He's thinking about the fact that as a hunter, which is what we are, as a hunter, what I'm now saying to you is, is that I'm giving over my hunting license. And I'm just going to hunt on our reservation. Hey, <laughs> that's dope. Like right? I'm giving up my hunting license, which doesn't allow me to hunt anyplace else, but I get to hunt on our reservation. Okay, so here I come with all of my uh, camouflage and fatigues on, gun at the ready, <laughs> and I get to the gate and it says, no hunting allowed. Okay, next day I come camouflage, fatigues, gun at the ready, and it still says no hunting allowed. Now watch this. If I keep coming to that gate and that gate keeps saying no hunting allowed, you are making it really difficult for me to not go off my reservation to go hunt. That's right. Your job is to allow, just like it was my job to give up my hunting license and not hunt off the reservation, your job is to help me be able to hunt on our reservation. Wow. Facts. I have another question. Yep. Can you do me a favor? Can you pick two numbers between one and 2,000? Because whichever two numbers you pick, we're going to give away two books. Wow. Okay. Okay, so we're going to put that out there for our listeners. Courtney, you got to edit this part out <laughs> of the number that you know, <laughs> back in. But where they fall, we will be giving away two of your books. Boom. Yeah, I love it. I love I'm it. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> this is Cherry's World. Some girls do, some girls don't. Some girls will, some girls won't. Some girls quit, some girls try. But let me tell you about one that's fly. I met this pretty thing named Kate. She was locked up for moving weight. Reading is how she escapes. Her favorite rap is Snoop Dogg and Drake. I just want to take her on a date. Grab a double double fries and a shake. Excited about her release date. You can find you a soul inmate. What's up? It's Ocean. What's up? It's your man, Crucial. Make sure you guys check out our new single on September 18th, Do What I Want. It's going to be available on all platforms. Make sure you check it out, download it, share it, dance, have a good time. And make sure you check us out on Cherry's World Podcast Live. Watch the full interview now with Pins Deep on the official Cherry Johnson YouTube page. Welcome to Cherry's World. Go ahead, Corey. I know. You a deep brother, man. I don't want to get specific with it, but I do want to ask you a question. Get specific with it. I'm okay. Well, uh, well now I want to get open the book. Well, it's got nothing to do with you per se, but um, fatherhood. And you, uh, yeah. you talk a lot about fatherhood. How would you handle um, a young boy telling you that he wants to just start wearing a dress and everything? Because um, like when I was growing up, I grew up in the 80s. Yeah, uh, that wasn't something we could come home and just, you know, you couldn't. Really yeah, say. that's not. Yeah. That wasn't even an option to even have a discussion about. Right. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because um, one of the things that I talk about in male versus man is that we have to do away with the stigma that our uh, brothers who happen to be gay mm -hmm. are not men. Manhood 
the distinction behind manhood and what kind of man you are is your dedication to service. So I know some brothers who, so let me give you an example. Is a brother who goes around making babies and takes care of none of them, is he more of a man than a brother who happens to be effeminate who serves his community? Which one is the man? You see what I'm saying? It's, it's very easy to distinguish the difference between a male and a man. Yeah. You could be a man and happen to be gay. Absolutely. You could be an extremely masculine male who only serves himself. That's the brother who uh, who creates a bunch of babies and takes care of none of them. None of them. He's then just- you got this brother who happens to be uh, effeminate or gay and who is an extraordinary man based on how he serves those around him. Absolutely. Huge difference. So to answer your question specifically, for young brother, like I'll give you an example. I'm not even going to put, you know, my, my son is 11 years old. I've already had to have the conversation with myself. Now, being a thousand percent, would I want my son to come home and say to me, Dad, I'm gay? No, I wouldn't. You know why? Not because I'm judging him being gay. What I am assessing is you are already a black man. You being a gay black man is now introducing you to even more trauma in this judgmental, racist, sexist society that we live in. Hey, can, 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 I, can I just, I don't want to cut you off, but I don't want to yeah. get too far into the gay part because I think at that age, they really not having sex like that. But as far as like, them dressing a certain way because like i was told yeah. what to wear and told what you know what right I mean? they know. So, right they know my right. little brother's right. known for so, a long time. so, so as a dad, what do you do even if he comes so if my son so he's 11. Yeah. let's say my son says dad you know i want to start wearing dresses the first thing i would ask him is okay tell me tell me why you think you you want to wear dresses Right, because that could come from a very specific thing. I want to feel. I want you to to explain to me what your feeling is coming from. What's producing that? Do you feel like you're moving into a space where you feel like um, you're gay, where you feel like you are uh, feeling like you might be transgender, or you're just feeling like I don't want rules around the way I dress? Who says that I should, as a male? Who says that I should just be wearing pants or things that would readily be uh, associated with being male? I just want to experiment with wearing a dress, right? And so now I have to sit there and I have to have a conversation with him about what that looks like for him. Sometimes people do things and don't fully understand why they're choosing to do those things, right? So I want to be able to have a substantive conversation. Like I'll give you an example. When my son says, because um, some people will be like, well, why does that matter? All of those conversations matter. Whenever my son comes to me and asks me whether he wants to do something or not, I always have a conversation with him about why he wants to do that. When he says he wants to do coding, right? I, I ask him, why do you want to do coding? When he says he wants to play basketball, I go, why do you want to play basketball? This is every conversation that I have as a loving father in trying to come to a level of understanding and awareness about my son, about my daughter, about my wife. So I truly believe that as a parent, we should have the, the finger on the pulse of everything that our child or our partner wants to do and why. Just having a loving conversation, not a judging conversation, 
was a but an assessing conversation. Love Beautiful. It. I'm so sorry. Our time is up with you, Dondre. Thank you so much for being here. Before you leave, can you tell them where to find you, where to find your book, and where will we see you next? Oh, man. Well, uh, so you'll be able to find me at Dondre Whitfield for uh, Facebook uh, and uh, Twitter and um, Instagram is at all Dondre, D-O-N-D-R-E. Um, you can find my book on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books A Million, anywhere they sell books, you'll be able to, to find that book. Um, and, um, and next, um, I'm probably going to be um, working on my, uh, my, my talk show, which folks, after I did the digital series for Male Versus Man, everybody was like, um, that's a talk show. Uh, yes. And working on my uh, on the on the uh, relationship book. So beautiful. So yeah. when you do the relationship yeah. book, can we have you back again? Because as no question, open to help. No question. Let's and, get it. And I say this before we let you go. Yes, sir. Jerry Johnson and Dondre Whitfield taught this guy who's just getting in into this business truth about professionalism. I screwed up, and these two didn't like i'm used to being around people be like man what the come on man y'all turned the switch back y'all y'all taught me a lesson today thank you my brother let me tell you something what i hope i modeled for you that you will mirror when another brother does i want you to what i was trying to model for you was grace because as black men we are never given grace yeah we make a mistake and somebody wants to bury us for it Two, what I want you to, to, to also uh, mirror is um, just being able to have empathy for those that, like, I am not mistakeless. I make mistakes throughout the day. So one mistake, whether it's a great one or a small one, doesn't matter. We all make mistakes. So I want you to be able to carry empathy and grace with you as a black man for another one of your brothers in the same way. Amen. He says me, and just to let you know, I can't fire him. He the one that gave me the job. Like, come on. <laughs> hey, listen, love this. I can't wait for the next one. I had, I had a phenomenal time. If that's my brother, uh, Oliver Miller, tell him I said word. <laughs> it is. Welcome to Cherry's World. Brought to you by Less Is More Events. Get Lime. 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 What's up, it's Ocean. What's up, it's your man, Crucial. Make sure you guys check out our new single on September 18th, Do What I Want. It's going to be available on all platforms. Make sure you check it out, download it, share it, dance, have a good time. And make sure you check us out on Cherry's World Podcast Live. Watch the full interview now with Pins Deep on the official Cherry Johnson YouTube page. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.